0: Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast, the wrist-tickling world of urology, brought to you by the dynamic duo of two Montreal watch enthusiasts.
1: Enjoy dad jokes and bad puns as we deep dive into new releases, trends, reviews, and everything watch-related. Now sit back and wrist-assured you'll have a good time. Hey, Dr. Nick is back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Dr. Nick. I think a bit more. I think you're a little bit more high-pitched than usual. I don't know why. Hey, everybody. Uh, so we have an awesome show for you today. We've been talking about you know doing this episode for a bit now. I think we mentioned it a few times. We're finally doing it, and uh, and finally doing this. Behold, uh, there it is. We're going to chat about Citizen. The Citizen. Not only they, the Citizen. Thank you for that. Uh, not only they, because there's no other. Just yeah. the one.
0: But it's actually the uh, the high line of them, right? It's the Citizen, right? They call them.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the probably the grand secret That's probably the most interesting. Let's say offering from that brand for me nowadays. Yeah, but uh, this brand overall has been around for a long time. They are actually like some of the oldest. I mean, uh, brands in uh, Japan, if not, I think t- together with Seiko, I think they are pretty much the oldest. Uh, they uh, coincidentally are celebrating a hundred years of the name Citizen next year in 2024. That's awesome, and I think it's just a. Over their history, they have achieved a lot of things. They're a huge brand, probably one of the largest brands right now in the world. Watch and I think my- they get maybe
0: diluted because they produce such affordable things that we forget some of the really great stuff in
1: their catalog, right? Uh, absolutely. Like, you know, I'll get more into this later on, but they are something uh, I think everybody, maybe every watch enthusiast should own, yeah. I think. I'm just surprised that somehow we still didn't manage to buy any watches yet, but maybe that's going to change soon. Because... Not only they have an amazing history, like a lot of achievements, but they also have. To be fair, like, I'm wearing a Citizen today. All kinds of offerings. To be fair, I'm wearing a Citizen Holy today, but shit, it's a what? vintage one.
0: So, was anything about their new catalog? And I'll explain this watch when we get to it.
1: So perhaps maybe let's just jump into the Your wrist check, into the uh, you know, into the deep section of the pool and talk about yeah, the wrist check.
0: I am wearing something called a Citizen Leopard. <laughs> I think it wore it once. On this. If you notice, the the dial actually has you see a square. You see the reflection of a square. It has like a yep. magnifier in the middle. I of also a crystal. see a crocodile
1: strap. Yeah, is that why it's called leopard? the leopard? Yeah.
0: So in the 60s, they um, developed when when they were really peaking, Citizen, in terms of the development of their movements. So what they did is that they switched from its uh, jet rotor design to a more reliable oscillating weight type. Uh, for their movements in the middle of the 60s. And they came out with the launch of the Chronomaster High Grade uh, in their model. So this came out in 69 gigity. Uh They came out with the Leopard line based on the 7,200 caliber. So this movement was used in other models. The Leopard was char- distinguished by one characteristic that wasn't found. They were all high beat. So in the 60s, this watch is a 28,800 vibration an hour, 4 hertz. There was even a 5 hertz at 36,000 beats per hour. So um, this was remarkable that uh, that they could make this watch uh, way back then. So um, this watch comes in. Uh, it's so it's a beautiful gray sunburst dial with a magnifier. It says twenty eight thousand eight hundred leopard with a uh, very date just vibes, uh, but it doesn't. But it it's so unique onto itself because of what they've done with the magnifying on the dial. Um, so this one was probably produced in sixty nine seventy. It is a 37 millimeter by 42 lug to lug, 11 millimeter stick, a little 20 millimeter strap on this, or 18. They say 19, but it's it's really worn on an 18. So just a really fantastic uh, timepiece. So really, the reference is a 7402. In case anyone's interested, I'll put the picture up on Instagram. Lastly, where I got this, which is very interesting, there is a site called VintageSeiko.nl, which I think stands for the Netherlands. Obviously, they have a lot of vintage Seiko, a lot of the Grand Quartz, and uh, there's the King Quartz. But they also carry a lot of Citizen watches. One thing I'll say, I bought a few from them from Seiko's as well. The, the guy's name is Bert uh, from uh, um, uh, from the Netherlands, from the Netherlands, and um, I tell you, everything comes like just wonderful quality. He has videos on YouTube. You can ask him for more pictures. Really great great uh site and great great uh watch. So that's what I'm wearing.
1: Very cool. I am uh, I didn't know about this website, so I'm going to go check it out cuz I have I still haven't purchased my first uh vintage watch. I I don't know. I'm just always Check scared. the chat of um Yeah, yeah. No, I I found the uh, I found uh,
0: but uh, you can actually see the watch uh, I got.
1: They also sell uh they also sell Wabi Sabi, which is something that I want to click on immediately as soon <laughs> as I upon seeing it. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a patina. It's called Wabi Sabi. Interesting, very cool. I'm gonna look it up. And uh, that uh, that citizen you're showing is a, looks pretty good. I I really like that kind of style of vintage watches. Yeah, the sea
0: cushion case that is really cool as well.
1: It makes me think of your Omega Seamaster a little, a little bit. bit from from what yeah. I'm seeing. The the, the vintage Seamaster. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, what I'm wearing is. Another watch that kind of has been growing on me quite a bit, it's the the S- Momentum C-Quartz 30, something that I just got recently. It's the, the watch that was famously worn by Magnum PI by Tom Selleck in uh, season one, two, and three, as Rafi correctly told us in uh, one of the previous episodes. It makes me think, this watch makes me think of like a mechanical, mechanical G-Shock. Yeah. And I'll, I'll try to explain what I mean. It's It's overbuilt. It's like... You, you won't destroy it. And that's what I feel about like a G-Shock. You throw it out of the window, like you live on the 10th floor in a skyscraper, throw it out of the window and come downstairs to pick it up and, you know. You'll be fine. In case you don't want to take it with you in the elevator, you'll be fine. Uh, like Nothing is going to happen to this watch. And it's inexpensive, just like a G-Shock. I feel like you can wear it in any on any occasion. It's, it's And I think even more I think uh, an advantage of this one versus the G-shock is that it's more versatile because it's it's classier looking, yeah. so you can dress it up, dress it down, put it's different straps awesome. on it. I, I love this watch. yeah, yeah I really like this watch. And you know we, we had a nice conversation with Simon Pennell earlier this year from uh, St. Moritz Watch Company, a, a fellow Canadian company uh, who is uh, who owns who is actually behind momentum. They, you know, it was an interesting conversation, and they put so much thought into making those watches. And they're very transparent and don't shy away talking about how you know humble. Occasionally there are defects, yeah, but the quality control is always something they work on. And uh, and they, they're proud the, to make
0: bulletproof watches. Yeah, this will last you a long time. Yeah. You come, you get it serviced, easy.
1: It should be no nonsense. And the only only regret of me buying this watch is that I bought it not during the time when they offer Hawaiian the free shirt. Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. That, is the, that is the only thing.
0: <laughs> but I think, you know, what's great is that they're also super transparent. He goes, yeah, we get a lot of our sources of parts from Asia, China co- that comes in, here's why, and this is how we put it together, and this is how we do quality control. Like you, That kind of openness because, let's be honest here, we were talking about it last week on the AliExpress episode all of these microbands, it sells from China as well, right? So these guys are just very open about it because this is what we offer. It's quality and good price. Yeah, very 100%. Good. So let's jump into some releases, shall we? It have been a very interesting week and definitely some that I won't be able to cover that we really wanted to, but let's dive right in. I'll start right. There is a watch that has come out uh, by a brand called Aquastar. I, this is a zombie brand that has come back. They have now reissued the bent, a edition of the 1970 bento's 500 so that came out with a 500 meter water resistance in the 70s so that was a very call that almost like saturation level diving it was the first non monoblock case that was able to be to sustain the 500 meters of depth it was incorporated with a 60 minute flyback totalizer uh, for timing a dive it was a substantial 42 millimeters wide 47 millimeters lug to lug Sixteen millimeters thick because it had a four millimeter thick crystal, so it's it's not case. It's there's a lot of crystal there, twenty millimeter lug width. And it became a favorite of Jacques Mayol who was a diver when he, and he broke the 100 meter free diving barrier with no limits in 1976. And the watch was also included in the approval equipment section in the 1973 US Navy air diving manual. So uh, pretty cool watch. It was just re- released by Ben Aquastar. It's called the Benthos H1. You can pre-order it now. And the price is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, ordering now is $1,090 versus the $1,390 US that it will be um, as a retail price. So right now, this new version, 42 millimeters. And this is what I really like about this. 904L stainless steel. Which is the same steel that Rolex uses it's rare to see certain watches to use this I've seen Weiss as a wise as a it's a Thai micro brand uses 904 l stainless steel there's also Millas I've seen uh, there's a few 47 mm lug to lug the crown is at two for this watch instead of the four I', have not, I haven't had a crown with a two so it'd be very interesting. Swiss ETA 2824 Laboree, so it must have some shock resistance to that. 500 meter water resistance, crystal sapphire, um, obviously sapphire, but with anti triple anti-reflective coating, 120-click bezel. Isofrain rubber, so that's actually not just a rubber strap, it's the brand Isofrain, which, if you recall, we've talked about, is also owned by Synchron, which makes that Synchron military that looks like the Doxa. The Doxa Army, right? So they also own isophrane Isofrain is like a very popular rubber strap brand. Very expensive. And it's a 500-piece limited edition. Very interesting saturation diver. Makes me think of like a very um, high-depth de- uh, squally.
1: What do you think, Dimitri, this one? I'm really liking this. Um, I... You know, I was going to joke about you know you never having a, a watch with a crown at two o'clock. Just get yourself a historic American. Yeah, of course. Just have a crown at two o'clock. Yeah, just if I like f- it, just go get it. And while, and you, while buy you're buy it. There, get, me, get me one as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buy Star, like. but The brand, yeah, the brand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: you, you buy Aquastar with their offices and uh, <laughs> manufacturing facilities. Oh man, uh, a very cool watch. I, you know, I, I love the revivals of. To be honest, I really like the revivals of uh, old brands. I I hope that some of the, let's say, other famous ones, whatever comes to mind specifically is the uh, Universal Mm Genève, like I would love for them to come back to (sighs) existence again. But I think right now they're owned by a Chinese company and uh, it's not like there's some difficulties, I think, obtaining the the, the, the rights. I'm hoping
0: Bell comes back. They're owned
1: by some Chinese company. They were picked up by them, but Ebel has a lot of history behind them as well. That'd be great. Yeah. But you know for a 1000 bucks especially now okay US dollars but it's a lot of value and it looks very cool i'm i don't think i we don't we haven't seen aquastar i don't think so but i i like the deep star also the the one of the previous releases that they had very cool like vintage looking very unique and this one was also very original so good good on them hope it uh, i've
0: saw one believe seen it or person. not i saw it at wind up last year not the one we just went to there was a gentleman wearing the aquastar and someone goes hey nice aquastar he goes oh my son uh, is here and he owns, he's the one who bought the company. Oh, wow. So that's a, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, who owns Aquastar now? Frederic Robert. Frederic Robert is the one who founded it in 1962, right? Then Eric Marais, the mastermind behind the resurrection of Swiss, several Swiss brands, which included facilitating the return of Doxa, approached Aquastar and suggested a new online sales business model. And so the rebirth of Doxa Sub in 2001. Uh, he had taken it, repurposed uh, AquaDive as well. So that's where it was revived now in 2019. He made an agreement to reboot Aquastar. The Synchron Group, which is the one I told you about the watches, then acquired the company from Mr. Sene and its old stock tooling, spare parts, and all of its blueprints and documentation. Very cool. So a lot of history on Aquastar here. You can actually buy a book on their site if you're interested. Next watch, let's continue going into the divers talking about Doxa. They just did a little release of the Sub 300 Beta, um, which is just an iteration of their Sub 300. What's interesting about this one, it comes with black bezels now. You're still going to get the typical um, shape, case, bracelet, rubber straps of the Doxa 300. They now come with a variation of the dial. So it has like this interesting um, wave pattern to it. There's a blue one for the uh, Caribbean. The Sea Rambler is like a silver dial. And then the yellow, light blue and orange have like black dials and all of the accents are part of the coloring uh, of the selection you make. So this beta version, it signifies a departure from the ordinary. So they really have a lot of different versions to this. So it's it's still the Doxa 300, so 42.5 millimeters in diameter, 11.9 millimeters in height. So all that really changes here is a different palette of colors, fresh finishes, and uh, it really just gives you a different uh, feeling of what the other um, 300 uh, can offer you. They're all the same price as the 300, uh, but this beta version, again, comes with this distinctive color pattern and dial pattern. I'm not the biggest fan. I think it's a step away from the 300, which is fine, but I'm not really the biggest fan of this black bezel. Maybe the blue one is nice. The blue one is the only one that I kind of like, but I did like it more with the steel bezels that they had on the other uh, 300 series. So this beta line, I think, is just like, Let's just uh, put on a new ceramic bezel, change the dial pattern, and uh, let's, you know, make it a little bit more sleek. I'd have to see in person because apparently it's
1: supposed to be more sleek, but I can't say I like it too, too much compared to the other one. What do you think? I got to say, I really like the the one with like a aquamarine mm. hands. I think that combination is really awesome on the rubber strap. However, I don't think I would ever buy something like this for myself like I, I like the uh, traditional let's say style so if i go for a docs, i'll get a 300 with a with an orange dial yeah you don't want to brace it i would i don't necessarily like uh, you know companies taking the omega speedmaster route yeah and just making all kinds of different color variations and combos of different bezels different dials different straps but you know it's beautiful pretty watch uh, like especially looking at photos uh, of different ones. Actually, one of them kind of makes me think of Tommy Hilfiger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like the one with the white yeah. dial. And yeah. The yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so it, to they be, look to nice. Be fair, they're pretty. But to, to be, be fair, that's, that's they like are
0: really. cheaper. Uh, like, they're like 400 Swiss francs cheaper yeah. than the
1: 300. But it's like, it's a beta. Yeah, they are. And I... You want the alpha. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you know they are. But I was also curious as to why are they cheaper? Because I'm looking at there's one interesting part. The the 300 is 13.4 millimeters high, and the Beta is 11.95. Yeah. So it's like a smaller. Everything version. else is the same, but the size-wise uh, dimensions are the same. Yeah, uh, 44.5 in diameter. Yeah, uh, versus 45. So it's a little bit smaller, but the the, the mechanically it's the same one, same water resistance. So. It's crazy. Anyhow, uh, it is a nice watch, I like visually. But I would stick to the original. If you want to go for a darks, get an orange one. Whichever one. Don't 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 look at any other colors. If
0: honestly, <laughs> I'm <mine>. really <laughs> still in love with the sub two hundred. I think that it's their more affordable line. But I find it's just a little bit more. I don't know, like this daily wear. It's an ETA it's yeah. movement. You just it's
1: just a daily diver. and I love it. I really really do. Um, and for the price. That's up to 200, 200 costs. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of other things that you can buy that have so much history and are so cool. Absolutely. Anyways, okay. So that's
0: very good. The next release that I had, we're going to take a step maybe into a dressier divers. Oris just came out with an extension, I guess a re of their Cotton Candy line. So the Cotton Candy line, if you recall, were all bronze bracelet and case Diver 65s with some crazy color dials. They had cotton candy dials. So, um, and what I mean cotton candy, they had like a blue, they had this like mint and they had a pink. But now they came out with a sepia, which is this beautiful, deep, dark black dial with golden edge hands and hour markers with, this, this, with their typical handset, rich black, and they have it on a black tropic, tropic strap or they have it on the bracelet lot of bronze so it's it's a 38 millimeter it's not a 40 millimeter like the other 65 this is a 38 millimeter so it's a lot how can you say um smaller on the wrist so it's with all that bronze um Selidia's w200 which is their 733 caliber the caseback is steel which is great because you don't want that bronze right on your skin sometimes because it may leave a coloring this thing comes out to say 2700 USD however you're probably get the gray market a little bit more affordable. But I really think this is just a beautiful watch that'll age well with the black. And if you put it, if you look, you just put in some lemon juice with baking soda or some ketchup, which is the acidity, and it'll it'll be good as new afterwards. So it's like you got it right back. So I have a bronze Tudor with the darker dial. I really like it. I'm happy the Tudor did this because I'm not. I don't think those colorful dials with the blue, pink, and green were for everyone. This is a great option to them. And I, yeah, just, I love a full bronze bracelet. It's unpretentious, it's fun, and it'll age to be your own. No other uh, bronze bracelet will age the same way or bronze case. Your thoughts? Yeah,
1: I I agree with you. I really do like the fact that they went away from those cotton candy colorful dials. I think black dials look fantastic on this one. Just getting it on a bronze bracelet, like fully bronze watch with the black dial, perfect. 100%. 100%. 100%. Probably for first probably first time I'm looking at a bronze watch and really really liking it. I'm not usually just um, in general. I'm not a huge fan of bronze watches. I haven't seen so far one that I really liked, and this one's probably the first one. You don't like my Tudor? Oh, I like it. Makes me like it even more. <laughs> I, don't I was like about to you. Say, it makes me. <laughs> I like like it more now. Your tour is fine. <laughs> The tutor, I have no problem with. It's you that I don't like. I'm going
0: to get a GMT Master 2 Pepsi. Just because you're the type of person to be like, I'm not going to get it. He has it. Get I'm going to ruin your dreams. It's going to ruin your life.
1: Get what? a root beer. Yeah. You get, a, get a root beer. You know what? You would be, it'd be all super funny if you get a GMT Master 2 Pepsi and then break yeah. it in front of me. Oh, it's going to be... That's, exactly. That will show me. Oh, that will show me.
0: Next up... I'll be so sad. Let's get. Let's keep it in with like the, the, the fun. Bronze comes out with gold baltic had a very interesting week they come out with three watches existing models so they took their baltic hms which is like their sector dial watch they have a bicompax which is a sector dial with a a bicompax chronograph that runs their st19 and then they just came out with their new mr1 all now in gold with these um safiano black stitched straps the picture's beautiful. The uh, video I saw online of these also look beautiful. Anyone who wants to get into gold-plated watches, because obviously they're not gold, um, this is a lot of fun to get into. Baltics is going to have a lot of success in these. And their, their gold is a little bit, I could say, they're not too shiny, which is great, because it, you're not trying to be blingy. You're just trying to add a little elegant design to this vintage aesthetic. Um, and I like the gold with the black contrast. They're all very reasonably priced. If I pull out their prices, you're looking at MRO1. MRO1 is like 545 euros. HMS 002 385. And the Bi-Compax Chronograph 565 euros. All excluding taxes. So if you're in Europe, it'll be a little bit more. But in US, you just have to pay duties. These are good prices. They're all under a grand. They're well finished. I've had, I've held all these watches. Not the gold tone ones, but I've held them all. And they're
1: just, they're, Baltic does a great job. What do you think? Also, really liking this In general, I'm a huge fan of Baltic. So you know, we have been to wind up twice. We've seen them there twice. Also, held their watches. All of their collection. All of them are amazing. Really, really nice. I'm really, really loving the new HMS. So they they released the version. They had this now the zero zero two. Yeah. Slightly adjusted the um, the sector dial and a lot of other you know pieces parts of the design. Yeah. Um, I think the gold. I, I do like gold coloring, and I find gold plating in this case, yep. where it, it's kind of more subtle, more uh, understated. I think I do like that they went with a black dial, black strap. In general, again, might they might have to want might have to see those watches. I don't know how shiny they are. I don't necessarily like very shiny watches. Gold is a, especially when it's a two, two, two tone. In this case, it's not really two tone because you're a strap. You know, you have a strap. So I like that. My only my only issue I take with this one, there's two things.
0: Well, one thing. The HMS that I saw, the movements of Miyota 8000. You don't need an open case back for that one. The other ones are prettier. The ST19 Seagull movement and that new Hanju micro rotor, perfect. But the other one, I'm like, just put a, uh, a gold-plated case back. The other thing I read, I actually read a comment on one of the articles, and it made a lot of sense to me. They go now these gold-plated or PVD-coated watches, because all of these brands are seemingly trying to punch above their weight, right? Everyone's trying to be expensive and create really expensive watches. Maybe we're going to see a lot less of these gold-plated watches, which is too bad because they can have a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, you know what? I I don't know if you ever, you know, people, companies are doing it nowadays, but do they ever do brushed gold cases? Sure they do cuz that'd be cool i think you know more vintagey maybe yeah. we'll make the, the give the watch an appearance of a vintage watch you know just because it's like kind of micro scratched not shiny as anymore but i, the, I but, think Dimitri, these what are they did brushed. works
0: really well but these are brushed right uh,
1: they are yeah. they are Okay, cuz cuz in some pictures it looks especially in the back i think the back might be polished where the open case back is yeah yeah that's like a, a that's going to be polished, polished yeah but, but the, the side front of the and cases sides are all the lugs themselves also look brushed yeah they are all, all brushed. they are all brushed on the side yeah So if that's the case, and I love it, yeah, it's good because that's what I was like. This is really, I mean, look, Baltic. We we we've talked to them, them and Laurier. They just they don't make mistakes. Like they they know how vintage should look like. Yeah. So, like they did exactly what I was just thinking, and it turns out that if they're they're brushed, that's like that to me is what a gold vintage look should look like. Exactly. So it's it's super nice. I'm actually really liking this. Very. Prices are affordable. Very affordable.
0: Now let's get into something that's not affordable at all. (laughs) <laughs> the last one here that I had. Why, why not? Furlan Mari, which we've had our our share of opinions on them at the beginning when we saw them. And then when we saw them in person, we're like, ah, oh, it felt like, I don't know what, what they were trying to sell with that um, Mecha Quartz watch. And it was fairly expensive for what it was and got a lot of hype. GPHG awards hype. Incredible. But they came back with something. I have to give them a lot of credit for this one. They've just released Swiss-made mechanical flyback chronographs, which is uh, quite remarkable to have seen this. So they were a rising star for whatever it was. And I was always interested in what they were going to come out next. They came out with a very pretty sector dial automatic with kind of like these vache lugs. Uh, but that was also quite expensive at a la Jouperet movement, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken. And now they've come out with uh, a flyback chronograph, which is quite remarkable. So if you have a look at them, it comes in three color ways. It has like this salmon with the registers in black and a sector dial where the outer ring is black. They have the same kind of uh, color layout, but with a gray dial with the registers black and the outer piece in black, all with silver Uh, indices, and silver hands. Lastly, they have a blue variant with gold indices, gold hands, and the registers, while being blue, are kind of like carved out of the black center sector. uh, The the sector portion is uh, black. Now, if you have had a chance to take a look at this movement that they finished, they're done with the the Seiko VK64, They've now put in an AMT 5100. So this is a Salita manual wind. Column wheel. So column wheel, what it means is that when you engage the chronograph, it's much more precise. You see this in the Longines Big Eye, for example. The caliber itself measures 30 millimeters by 7 millimeters in thickness. And they finish the hell out of this manual wind movement. Much prettier than what you see, for example, in a Hanhart which if you look at the movie, they don't finish it to this level. I'm very impressed with this.
1: Yeah, the, the rotor has like the Côte de Genève finishing on it. Uh, it's really, really nice. They put details, they put the
0: plates surrounding the column wheel. They finished it as well. They put full on Mari. And I think they really flexed themselves that only watched where they had come out with this mechanical uh, chronograph um, that was also a perpetual calendar. Like it was just like a real flex, but now they came in with like something in between. So they just came out with this, these beautiful watches. They're priced at 2,750 Swiss francs. So it's not cheap, but it's not that crazy either. To have a flyback chronograph. So flyback function, just so people know, is that when you engage a chronograph, you don't have to stop it to reset. You can just reset it to start your next timing over, which is a very interesting feature, very important, especially in pilot's chronograph. This was one of the requirements in the Type 20 chronograph. You needed a flyback function. So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a cheap function. If you look at a hand heart that's the same um, sorry um requirement of a flyback of the of the pioneer the hanhart that you like the pioneer 417 the es es 417 the 417 flyback ES. one is like 3000 bucks as well so this is kind of in the same range price yeah. so it's not overpriced definitely it doesn't have the brand name of hanhart but the way i'm looking at this movement the way it's finished i'm looking at everything behind this it's a nice watch really good job on them i
1: kudos chapeau i'm uh, i'm impressed with this release i really like this as usual Furlong Mari was kind of I wasn't really sold on Furlong Mari, especially last year when we went to wind up. I looked at them comparing to other watches, I was I thought that yeah, you know, it's a nicely designed watch. It's expensive for uh, a it It's pretty. But I wasn't very impressed with, you know, and GPHG. The rest of the we were package. like, was this a GPHD watch? We were like, whoa. Yeah, in terms of the prettiness, you have to give it to Furlong Mari, they make like ridiculously nice looking watches. However, on this one, I have to say that I'm also a big fan of it now because what they are, what they're able to accomplish with the movement and the sizing of the case in that movement and you know also kind of comparing to that Hanhart, they because it's using the same movement it's a uh, it's a very subdued size it's 38 and only 13.1 or something like that thick yeah for 2700 with such level of decoration and finish this is this is amazing I think stepping up from their last watch I was like oh Serious,
0: like they got serious. I was like, all right, good, nice statement, mo- good job.
1: More serious, yeah, yeah. yeah. They
0: could have just, uh, you know, come out with a diver now or something else, and they're like, no, no, we're gonna keep going with this uh,
1: chronograph and we're gonna step up our mo- our movement game. So the only thing they were, they did wrong is that they went to uh, Omega uh, to you know get some advice on water resistance. Yeah, exactly, that's a chronograph. Uh, you know, the, oh yeah, you guys are going to space too, exactly. okay, fifty meters. Hanhart sure.
0: also came out with a pair of uh, interesting um, Flieger cartographs So they came out with this, um, uh, there's, Two of them, one is blue and one is gray. The accents are all in red, as you'll see in the pictures, um, and there's no really need to introduce this chronograph. You guys all know it. Um, this is the flyback chronograph, a very interesting Flieger, um, 39 millimeters cross, 14.5 millimeter stick, so it's typical. 100 meters of water resistance, so it beat the full-on in that front. Very different. This is a vintage-style Flieger that's trying to look at. The full-on is trying to emanate, I think, some of those like vintage-style Patek chronographs that you find as well. This one, though, the 23-jewel the flyback Salida that it's based on does not have, the, and the column wheel as well, doesn't have the same finish as a Fulham Mari. However, it's not the same design as well. The Fulham Mari is trying to come off as a dress chronograph. This is coming off as a historical flyback Flieger chronograph. I love this watch. I think it looks great. Um, it is... Such a beautiful dial, the metallic shine uh, of it. It comes with a, sorry, a stopwatch as well. They include a stopwatch with um, with the flyback, a 30-minute counter of it as well. So that's a really nice added touch that they have there. This watch comes in at €2,790, uh, Euros, but this includes taxes. So it's, I think, the same price as the Furlan Mari, if not a little bit less expensive, but it's limited to 140 sets. So if you want to buy it, you got to get it quickly. Watch buys would be your 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 guess to guess th- to get this one. So if you're a Hanhart fan and oof, I am that blue one, oh man, that looks good. And this is a limited edition. Yes, 140 sets, but the or maybe maybe with the stopwatch is 140. Oh yeah, and then the rest is individual. I will say one thing: the one thing that makes this watch, I think, stunning and beautiful, because it's a flyback. Only one of the pushers at the bottom to fly it back is in red the other one is not and that's a very interesting take you like, oh, it's a flyback chronograph and it's a column wheel so i like it i i really think it's 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 stunning uh elegant and has that beautiful vintage feel and carries it from hanhart and man they just love what they make
1: yeah what do you think uh, very pretty i'm a huge fan of Hanhart, and the connection i think to steve mcqueen yeah the blue one is super nice. I gotta see it in person. I think you have a friend who owns one, right? And I, I don't think I've ever you seen. You don't believe it, it exists. Yet. But shout out to Eric. Have I? You, you're like he doesn't exist. But I don't believe
0: it, on her Instagram there is a on our yeah, Instagram there's a picture that I put of the the McQueen trilogy of the Handhart, the Submariner, and the monocle all together. So hmm. you could see it there. But um yeah, I have seen. it But the build quality is something I'm interested it's, in. It's very nice. I don't think it punches above its weight. I'll be fair. I think it punches right of its weight for me, I I, I do believe. But I think that it's the quality okay. control. It's very German. It's fantastic. It's just wonderfully made. And you could still get, by the way, the hand hard. I'm looking at watch buys right now because even if you try to buy this somewhere else, they're going to send you to watch buys because they're like their main distributor. 000, uh, 2970, so right under 3,000. You get both of them right now. You can.
1: Can you not buy it directly from the Hanhardt website?
0: I think if you do, they will still send you to Watch buys because that's their North American distributor. I knew someone who's trying to buy on Chrono twenty four from a dealer on Chrono, and the dealer says, "Oh, you're in North America. You have to shop at Watch buys." It's very interesting. I think that they probably have a uh, an exclusivity in North America, and that they have no dealers can sell in North
1: America other than them. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. I mean, I. I need to have, I had a I had a, I had a LACO in the past, and the, but I need to have another German watch again. And uh, it's because like their attention to detail and uh, kind of they don't fuck yeah. around when it comes to quality. So, uh, but the one that I really want that I was like, whoa, impressed and wind up is that uh, LACO Pilot uh, uh, GMT. Yeah. Oof. That one is uh, like a $3,000. Well, actually it's cheaper. It's about $2,000 US. But God damn it, that watch was Unbelievable. 100%. Very cool release. Very nice releases. Yep. I'm liking most of them. I if and now all of them, actually. I can think of, of Docs. Uh, exactly. I agree.
0: I agree. And now I'm going to pass it off to you for the main event. Talk us about El Citizen.
1: All right. Let's talk about citizen. This is what everybody came here for. Actually, no, nobody came here. They're just That's staring right. in, right? On their cell phones, I'm assuming. On whichever plat, podcast platform Motor it was free. Okay. So, a citizen. Awesome brand that is going to celebrate the, the, the 100th year anniversary of the name Citizen, of the word Citizen, next year. But the story of Citizen started before that. Uh, specifically in 1918 in Japan when uh, Kamikichi Yamazaki established the Shokosha Watch Research Institute. This was the first step in the long history of Citizen. Uh, in 1924, which is what my fun fact is, is the first watch that carried the name Citizen. It was a pocket watch. And uh, um, the reason why it was called Citizen is because when they were looking for a name of this watch, they kind of turned to then current mayor of Tokyo. Uh, It was Count Shinpei Goto, who uh, suggested to use the Citizen as it reflected the vision which was making watches for everybody, for every citizen. And back in the day, in Japan especially, watches wristwatches were not around yet. So, uh, the, the, so the country was dominated by pocket watches. So kind of that was the first initial step that Citizen dove into. Oh, just six years later, 1930, it was a very important year for Citizen because uh, Shokosha merged with the Swiss watchmaker, Rudolf Schmidt, which is a manufacturing uh, Swiss manufacturing firm. And this collaboration kind of ignited the, the, the rapid growth of the company. Just one year later, Citizen released its first wristwatch, and by 1941, the Citizens was a, a huge company taking giant leaps and expanding beyond watchmaking, uh, venturing into production of machine tools. Now, in 1952, they released their first calendar watch, and that was the first calendar watch with a calendar function in Japan at that time. And finally, let's say, well, maybe some of the more famous moments of... Uh, let's citizens timeline is close to the 1960s specifically 1959 they made a splash in the diving world with the watch called the power water that was their kind of first uh, diving watch and it was the first japan's first waterproof watch at that point it only had a uh, 50 meters of water resistance but even then at na- in 1959 this was a feat to achieve this innovation paved the way for citizens future dive series specifically the famous ProMaster line which first debuted in the 80s now Another fun fact, did you know that Citizen was the first company to release a titanium watch? Oh, I didn't know that. The first, okay. So in 1970, specifically, uh, they released a watch called Citizen X8 Chronometer. It was a 1990.6 pure titanium in an unpolished case with a chronometer-grade electromechanical movement. So let me, let me get this you straight. You still find this watch probably somewhere. Everything came from either Seiko or Citizen then. <laughs> Everything. So if it's not Citizen,
0: you just got to It's Seiko. If it's not Seiko, it's Citizen. Yeah, yeah. pretty
1: much pretty much and you know this is this is where the fun begins Yeah. because in 1976 we entered the echo drive era that's 6 years after that um you know i just did math and yeah. i had 70, Show 76 off. yeah
0: you think you're so much better yeah. than us
1: yeah you think you can do that Just pull back so we, we, in 1976 we entered the echo drive era and coincidentally this is the time where seiko was killing everybody in europe with their quartz yeah. movements uh citizen introduced the quartz Christron solar cell it was a groundbreaking technology at that time powering watches using any light source at that point uh the battery life of the watch was low and the solar cells were kind of right on the dial think of like a calculator where you have the the charging right, right? the the solar charge they have like a panel that's kind of on the face exposed, of the calculator yeah. but in, except those kind of panels are exposed yeah. on the dial so it wasn't no. very pretty you can find it's the the quartz Christron solar cell uh, which wasn't super pretty it, the battery didn't last very long, but you know it was a very important step in citizens, let's say, a feat to accomplish the, the the famous echo Drive movement that we know today. Right. But by, by 1982, they debuted the ProMaster line, uh, which you know probably one of the most famous lines today. And they also at the same time built a watch that was rated to 1300 meters of water resistance. That specific watch went on the books at that time as the most water resistance of a commercially available wristwatch. Interesting. 1985 and 1989, they continued to innovate with the first Aqualand quartz diving watch that had a digital depth gauge and the unique Fugu dive watch named after the pufferfish. Finally, like in some of the more recent times, in 1993, they introduced the world's first multiband atomic timekeeping watch, a marvel in precision accuracy. Did not know that either. Mm. And maybe arguably, uh, some of the probably their most famous kind of release and invention came in 1996 when they introduced the Echo Drive watch, initially powered by Caliber 7878. That Caliber, by the way, is still used today. And I think majority of what Citizen offers today is centered or built around the Echo Drive technology. Uh, now, why this Echo Drive technology is super cool? is because the way it works it's that light from any source goes directly through a translucent dial onto a solar cell and that solar cell is directly underneath the dial and attached to a lithium-ion battery and i think the key here to underline what dimitri just said
0: is any source that's important because it wasn't always like that
1: with solar watches right no it wasn't and exactly so you can charge this from absolutely any source of light And interesting is that this was in 1996, that Calibre 7878 that is still used today, at the time of its release, was able to go 180 days on battery alone before needing to be recharged. And the Calibre was rated to be plus minus 20 seconds per month.
0: Like, incredible.
1: Even by today's standards, it's fucking cool. Well, 20 seconds a month,
0: guys, think about that. Cost certification is two to five seconds a day. So... This is more accurate or as accurate as that. That's 30 seconds a month, two seconds a day, right? So,
1: yeah. I mean, if you're not going into... It's more
0: than 30 seconds a month. Sorry. My math was
1: really bad there. (laughs) Two
0: seconds a day could be 60 seconds a month, a minute a month.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But that's you're talking about like cost certification, right? not talking about like... Talk about Seiko uh, NH35, right? Uh, 25, 15 seconds per day. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. But their Quartz is, to be fair, and if quartz are like 10 seconds a year. Yeah. Yes. Or Bulova's precision. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Citizen also has something to, to, which you want to talk about, high precision quartz. So, you know, fast forwarding a little bit to like more recent times and uh, Citizen has been growing and acquiring companies. Between 2000 and 2016, they've been expanding their global footprint. At some point, they acquired Bulova, you know, a little little small brand, uh, Bulova watch company. And also the Frédéric Constant group Becoming a significant player in the industry. Now, today, they employ. Try to guess how many people they have uh, employed without, you know, checking on the internet. Sixteen hundred. Twenty-one thousand people. The fuck, I was awfully shit! you was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm like no, eighteen hundred's too high. That's what I thought. <laughs> so Sixteen hundred. Oh, yeah, I, I was I was shocked. Twenty-one, I mean, Jesus. there's a caveat. There's a bit of a caveat, 21,000 people, it's because, you know, this makes them one of the largest watchmakers in the world, behind maybe uh, the Swatch group that has like 30,000 people uh, employed among all all the brands that they own. Uh, But Citizen also is not a small brand, right? They're they're a huge beast that makes not just watches, but they also still make calculators. They also own uh, Mayora movements. They own I've no, I don't really know this brand Vagary watches they own Bulova watches mm. they want Alpina watches and Atelier De Monaco because uh, Alpina initially was acquired by Frederic Constant and right. that together was acquired by Citizen they yeah. open they they now also own La Jupere they own Arnold There's and The manufacturer Arnold yeah and, and then Sun, they also yeah. and they also own the Campagnola so yeah that's like that's all. That, those are also many brands. Of the Citizen Group is a beast, and a lot of people don't know that. You know, uh, Eric was someone who was there, and he's a big fan of Citizen.
0: Shout out to him. But he was telling me he was he goes to a shop here, and the ignorance is so. he goes, oh, he was looking for a, specifically a Bulova, and when he was shopping for it, he went, oh, do you have this and then stuff? He goes, no, we don't. He goes, oh, because carry Citizen, right? You, and then he's like, so what? He goes, because they own it. The person was like, no, they don't. What are you talking about? He goes, Citizen's American because Bulova is Japanese, and, and it just goes to show a lot of people just don't know. And it's, yeah. and that's why I always find it interesting. I even make the link. Citizen also owns Miyota, yeah. which is, I think, huge yeah. if people don't realize the own Miyota. Yeah.
1: So don't be surprised when you look at a Citizen watch and you see a Miyota movement uh, on the website. Uh, Very surprised when I, I, saw,
0: I saw a few Citizens with Salidas in it. I was like, the hell is this? Why aren't you using
1: Miyotas? What <laughs> it's, the it's, hell? It's, if not on my yeah. watch. Not uh, well, that was an unintended pun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one last thing. And I think to me, this is also probably some some of the most interesting offerings that, from Citizen today. In 2019, finally, uh, another extra, extraordinary feat, uh, Citizen released the Calibre 0100, which is, and I think today, the world's most accurate watch with an echo drive movement boasting accuracy of plus minus one second per year. God. Damn. these are not cheap uh, those no. are we're talking about like 4 or 5000 dollar watches canadian so like 36 4000 dollars us even but you are getting the like the cream of the crop of quartz watches there's absolutely nothing better and you're not you're not just getting the movement if you look online and unfortunately the canadian website doesn't sell citizen the citizen you but you can go to the international website you can go to the us website they do it's not just the movement you're getting you're getting a watch with unprecedented level of finishing. The detail on the dials is insane. I don't think I've seen watches where you can just look at the dial for like 10 minutes <laughs> and be mesmerized it's, by it.
0: They're as good, if anyone who's listening, and I've seen a few of these the citizens at uh, different shops, they're as good as Grand Seiko. Everyone talks about Grand Seiko dials. Do not underestimate high-end citizen watches and their dial. Like you go to Nomon right now. What Nomon watches and look up their their just click Citizen.
1: It's impressive. And uh, anyway, it's kind of eat your heart out. Yeah, hundred percent. So fuck, I, I mean, the more I read, like Citizen had had some awesome accomplishments. Really interesting history. And I, you know, like in the last whatever fifteen minutes, it's just the tip of the iceberg. They have so many different awesome lines but to be fair they also have some shitty watches and they, they can yeah. have watches that are you know you can find in department stores but also watches that you can't find anywhere but like a very so specific Seiko though right yeah, exactly so yeah. you know you can find watches for any type of uh, a customer for any design any price anything uh, i think some of the famous lines they have are the, is the promaster right they have the super titanium line they have, obviously, the Echo Drive, but the Echo Drive is movement. They do have the uh, the recently released Citizen Series 8 GMTs that are very cool. I like them quite a lot. And obviously, you know, Citizen the Citizen, which is positioned as like the super high-end version and that those most precise quartz movements. But... Just go to the website. There are, I think, something like fifteen to twenty different lines. You can find anything you like.
0: And I think that when you were looking at it, you know, we have we say Seiko and then Grand Seiko. These ones will say Citizen, and then the emblem changes into, like, I think, it's a, some kind of bird or an eagle or yeah, some kind it kind of, of looks like an eagle spreading its wings.
1: Yeah. and uh, it
0: represents the citizen. If you're looking,
1: yeah, I like That's that a way too. to tell. It, I think it's a cool, it's a nice logo. It's not too too much. It's it's not it's relatively subdued. I think. It's not like too much in your face. I think it's nice. Do you think that it would be
0: valuable for them to do what Seiko did, where Grand Seiko branched off and built its own company as part of the Epson group, which Seiko owns, right? Which owns Seiko or Seiko owns Grand Seiko, but to give it its independent cachet. So this is a few years ago and it's doing really well now. I think it's in the top 10 luxury watch brand in sales is Grand Seiko. I wonder if Citizen would have that kind of success if it decided to carve out, make its own marketing, its own website, and not mix it with the other Citizen watches. And you go to the Citizen, and you have only the Citizen, like Grand Seiko. Uh, what I do you mean, think
1: if they did that? Let's say, don't take advice from me, if, you know, on, on branding and building companies, because you know, i I've, I've never done that myself. But I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. It's to maybe separate a little bit from the, let's say, the cheaper offerings of The Citizen. Uh, Obviously, they can't go with The Grand Citizen because that's taken kind of, you know, it's too much of a copy of Seiko. But I think... But it would be The Citizen. The Citizen is great. But I don't know if you can separate The Citizen from Citizen, you know what I mean? Like it's too close to the... the But they did it
0: with Seiko, with Grand Seiko. Yeah, but it's... it's Seiko watches to GrandSeiko.com.
1: Grand Seiko, so, so it's The Citizen versus Citizen. Yeah, you know what I mean. The Citizen like you can watch in yeah. like the Citizen. Because if you say the Citizen Watch brand, that's you're referring to the the Citizen, not the, the Citizen. You know, but yeah, I think honestly, I think that if they and they have a lot of different offerings now from of the Citizen, right, with that different logo. Uh, I yeah. think that that's a great idea. I, hope, I mean, I I would really like to see how where they go with this because I'm really loving the Citizen watches. Well, so the Citizen, the Citizen. And you know this is why I think right. it doesn't work as well. It's because every time we say it, we have to say almost oh, citizen the citizen instead of the citizen. You know, right, right, right. Uh, but um, no one has, like you said, uh, a few of them. But some of the cooler variations of dials are only online, like on the website. I don't really see them being sold anywhere, to be honest. Uh, but some of the dials are just insane. Like it's like looking through like a magnifying glass onto like a or, like a microscope. Sorry, like you'll, there's just so much going right. on on the dial, and it's.
0: Awesome. No, there is so yeah, it's 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 remarkable. It looks like paper. They're just they're just fantastic finished watches. The level of polishing on the case like Zaratsu polishing, the level of finish on the dials, it holds it up to Grand Seiko. And in fact, if you look at a lot of YouTubers these days that are showing the videos, I invite you to go look at them. Try not to watch the professionals too much. No offense, it's just their video quality is just too insane. Like it's, it's gonna make anything look good. Teddy Baldessar makes a, a Timex look like a fucking like Richard Mill. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what they, 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 They're really now. Nice they have incredible filming. This guy from Watchfinder, the Talking Hands, is like the level of quality is insane. Anyway, but but honestly, a guy who has a decent camera and then he starts showing it next to a Seiko and stuff—that's the guy you want to see showing his videos there's a lot out there now with the the chronomaster and the citizen uh, they're just and they're just phenomenal dials oh my god
1: really great yeah so uh, if you were to maybe buy a citizen let's say apart from the one that you showed at the beginning yeah what would you get what would you get maybe from the from the current uh, models catching me off guard ha, you for a second yes. i had it finally the one that i really
0: like which is an eco drive and it's not that um Expensive. I'm going to pull it out here. I found it. It is a limited edition. It's 11, It's a little under $1,200 Canadian. Um, this model, I'm going to pull out the name here. I've already talked about it on the um, podcast. It is the BN1010 05E. It is the E65 EcoDrive. It's 42 and a half millimeter, 22 millimeter lug width. This has a beautiful, beautiful dial. It has like an adventurine uh, dial itself. It has like a pink jewel at the 12369 with gold indices all around, gold hands and the date with a recessed crown into it as well. The case itself has a lot of angles, so it makes it look like it's, uh, you know, like, well, just different angles. It, it just gives a very nice proportions. That's a really cool watch. And I like that one as soon as it was released uh, about last year. It's, it's limited edition. So I, I actually have this on my short list if I would get this the eco drive. Beautiful. And you can change the strap to any color afterwards because it's just so. What's the model again? Uh, BN 10100. Oh, you know what? Let me put the. 05E? For listeners out there, it's the BN 1010-05E. And if you look in the chat. Oh, yeah. I've seen this. WhatsApp. I'll put this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one curious. when it was released. Uh, you talked about it. Yeah. I think, yeah, that one is really nice. It's a good-looking watch. It's yeah. just a good-looking one. And you know what? This kind of it kind of echoes what I was saying about the amazing dials of the Citizen, the Citizen. The ones that I really yeah. like. This one looks like the the night sky. It's like you you look yeah, at the Aventurine. dark sky with all of the uh, stars in there, right? It, yeah. it looks like there's so much depth to the dial. Depth, as in like its complexities. It's, you can stare at the dial for you know for minutes and then still discover new things that you haven't seen. I think that one is yeah. uh, that one is a really nice watch. Really nice. Yeah,
0: very nice. Oh, that's the first one I would get. The second one I would get, because I guess we were talking here, I really like their new GMTs they released. They, had a yes, the Series they have a Pepsi. They have the Batman, exactly. And then this all gold one as well. Uh, reminiscent. It's kind of aligned with the Bulova that came out with as well with their Oceanographer that is also a GMT. But this one integrated bracelet it has a nice pattern dial you get the pepsi or the batman it's not trying to look like the pepsi and the batman from rolex what i'm saying the only it has in common is the colorways of those bezels and because they're gmt's you can do it the series 8 is very nice integrated bracelet fits upon it quality's high they're not cheap but they're beautiful watches too so i like that one as well from citizen if you're going into a more sporty watch uh, that's a automatic movement as opposed to the eco drive movement that i just shared
1: so those, I think, would be my two watches that I would get into a collection right now from Citizen. How about you? I am also, in the same boat, I really like the new GMTs, the Series 8 you just talked about. They're very yeah. cool. Um, and I'm, again, like I said, I'm really loving the Citizen, the Citizen. Uh, mm. Specifically, the model that I like is the, and I'll tell you one second, is the, the Citizen Super Titanium it's aq4103-16e that's just so cool there's also one that has like almost uh, the sunrise colors so there's like a blue purple like the different color i can't find the model well i'll send you the link right uh so really loving this but i i kind of just want to get a very classic base not Let's say an Echo Drive, but you know, like the Challenge Diver that they just recently released. That's like a yeah, a competitor to the the old Seiko SKXs for three hundred bucks. A nice two hundred meter water resistant diver with an ISO certification. That's cool. You know that Seiko
0: SNA four eleven, which is kind of like a Breitling Navi timer, the flighty that everyone. It's very popular. Citizen also has a couple of really beautiful chronographs. There are a lot of pilot history. They have the Navi Hawk which is a very popular GMT watch. They also have collaborations with the Blue Angel pilots. They have some really amazing stuff at a really good price. And the last thing I'm going to say, if anyone watches Parks and Recreation, it is important to say that Ron Swanson is wearing a Citizen. (laughs) He is wearing the AV0031-598 EcoDrive 2100, caliber 2100. There's a, a version of it that you can buy, but... You can buy it in stock for like nine hundred fifty bucks, which is a very intense chronograph. But that's what Ron fucking Swanson's
1: wearing. And you know what? Uh, you know one thing about Ron Swanson is that he likes mahogany scotch. Yeah, and he definitely likes good quality. He goes to Home Depot. He's like, I know more than you. When the guy comes to try to help him. He buys all this. <laughs> I don't... He buys everything at the store called Food and Stuff, so he doesn't waste yeah. time. <laughs> there's like, I remember he walks through like there's he an aisle. His money is treasure. There's like an aisle. He walks through and uh, there's like ground beef and next to a garden yeah. hose, all for sale. <laughs> uh,
0: he goes to the doctor. He goes, uh, sexual history. He goes epic, <laughs> e- epic and private. And private. Yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah so he wears a, a,
1: a citizen they have a great collection and not to be underestimated yeah, yeah. yeah. really like uh, really like this brand I'm, I gotta buy a, something from them are we done is this it is this the last stop that's it guys let us know which citizen you would buy or don't or do <laughs> if you have anything else to tell us you don't hesitate as usual keep your negative comments to yourself we don't hear none of that So on that beautiful note. You know, I'm looking at your... uh, You got a tree in the back of this
0: video here. It is. Christmas tree. You are smart. Our next episode. (laughs) Next episode, I have an idea. Let's do a stocking stuffer. So you pick... We're going to gift each other Christmas watches. No. At different price brackets.
1: Ten bucks. And we're going (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> I got your Rolex, Two, uh, ten dollar watches. Yeah, okay, but your Rolex is spelled with a K S. That's not. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I got it. Let's do and okay. let's do AliExpress. How about AliExpress that? watches? Ooh, Christmas. but like cool ones. But us uh, do price brackets.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, I got it. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. But, but do we keep it a secret or yeah. do
1: we? Yeah, let's just keep it a secret. It'll be fun. Oh, keep it a secret. We have to discuss the budget. Do... But I'll, I'll like I'll, I'm gonna try to buy like the. Coolest thing I can think of for that specific budget, and I'm also going to think of try to find
0: something you've never heard of. That's all. That's always my thing. Yeah, and then the viewers (laughs) have never heard of.
1: Here's a block of uranium (laughs) with like the uh, the the hands written on it. It's like this is not a watch. Good luck. This is poisonous. My skin is like falling off. What is going on?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but now you can see how long it'll take before it falls off. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: with this watch, you have 24 hours to live. (laughs) all right that was a all great right.
0: episode yeah excellent guys let us know which citizens you would pick and uh, be well to each other have a good week and we'll see you on the next
1: episode cheers everybody
0: thank you for joining us this week we hope you enjoyed the show if you like our podcast please make sure to like and subscribe you can find us on instagram at big black clock watch and through email at info at big happy hunting and we will see you on the next episode